here listening to Left of the Dial. I'm your host, Andrea. And we're on a hot streak this week. Because once again... This my, week? This this week, yeah. We're on a hot streak. Um, because once again, this my co- weekly podcast. You're listening to Left of the Dial. I'm your host, Andrea. And we're on a hot streak. Because once again, my co-host this week is Kitsy. That's me. I'm here still. I haven't left it's, the studio. It's like three or four in a row, which is not... No, it's crazy. Um, which means that we can get right to introducing our guest. So um, I'll talk to you another time. Okay. Sounds good. Uh, hey, it was good talking to you. Yeah, good talk. Um, I'm very excited to introduce our guest. Marissa Paternoster is an artist, singer, guitarist. Her band Screaming Females have been making music together since 2009. 2009. Uh, their most recent release, Clover, is an EP you can only hear if you buy it at one of their shows. So we're not going to be talking about that today. Um, if uh, you listen to our podcast and aren't already a fan, I kind of don't know what to tell you, though. So Yeah, what's your problem? Um, Marissa also released her first solo album in 2021. The... I, I would say lush is the word that, that I like for it, an eclectic peace meter. And she's uh, literally one of the greatest guitar players of all time. That's not just my assessment. You can ask Spin. Um, today, though, Marissa's with us to talk about a few artists who are playing what's become an annual tradition. It's a Screaming Females Garden Party. And this year, it's February 17th and 18th at the Great White Eagle Hall in Jersey City. ton of great artists on the bill. So let's just get into it. Welcome to Left of the Dial, Marissa. Thank you guys for having me. So much for being here. We're pumped. Yeah. Um, Hell yeah. I, I do love, I just want to call out that when, when you said that Screaming Females is making music since 2009, that you kind of, Marissa, you kind of had that look of like, is that true? Like you, <laughs> you, you just had this like look on your face like, wait, has it really been that long? It was like kind of just a. Well, I don't want to be that guy. Be that and guy. I, be that guy. I, I, I hate correcting people. No, do it's it. It's actually been longer. It, we started in 2005. 2005? I know. Isn't that Jesus. sick? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, look, I'm going to do this real quick. Watch. <laughs> We're not going to do the whole thing again. Um, has been making music together since 2005. And I'll probably forget to edit that. So everybody's just going to see me try to <laughs> cover my own mistake. I think you should put both the waves on top of each other. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. And you, you should got see how, how your cadence is if it sinks in perfectly. I bet it does. And it'll be like one of those things of like some people hear it one way and some people hear it the other way. Exactly. It's the yeah. uh, golden black, yellow. It's the, it's the Yanny it's Laurel the of, uh, exactly. of right, 2023. Right, right. I forgot uh, about that one too. It's upsetting. You're probably right that my cadence, It. I hear it in every introduction I do. I'm like, this isn't how you talk. Why is this how you... It's, it's podcasting. But I, I know. You yeah. Gotta, you're, it's your podcast voice. Yeah. yeah. It's okay. What can you, what can you do? Um, you're all right. <laughs> thank you thank you i'm gonna start writing it into the notes that i need every guest to tell me at the top that i'm all right that would be you're doing good thank you yeah. so much i think you're doing great too kitsy you're, you're getting i'm here there. yeah we've got i'm here you'll get there don't worry kitsy you yeah you you gotta show me what you got <laughs> i'm i'm present i'm present which is more than i normally am that's true um okay i lied a little bit i know that um i said we're here to talk about the garden party bill and we are going to talk about that and that we're not going to talk about clover um i do want to talk about it briefly kind of in conjunction with something else that uh you're responsible for if that's okay with you um yes can we talk about the uh bard of the month club yes i was actually just working on bard of the month club um <laughs> I'm sorry, what so, is Bard of the Month Club? Kitsy's Bard of the Month Club is an illustrious institution that I founded <laughs> about two years ago. And I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but it's the best idea I've ever had. Um, I was very scared and desperate about money stuff. 
you know, because of COVID. Are, yeah. So yeah, I'm yeah. sitting around. I'm thinking, how can I become a millionaire <laughs> so quick? I need a get rich quick scheme. And then I was like, I'm going to start a club called Bart of the Month Club where I send hand-drawn Barts to a hundred unique members once a month until I die. Um, and then, you know, ride off into the sunset with big bags of golden coins. I have questions. I, yeah, it seems really straightforward to me. to me, but well, okay. It may seem straightforward to you, but my, my first question is, are we talking Bart Simpson Barts or is this just like any random Bart? Honestly, with Bart of the Month Club, the way that you can interpret Bart is is super loose. Yes, we are talking about Bart Simpson, but the drawings that I have been producing of Bart Simpson seldom reflect what he truly looks like. <laughs> um, let me show you an example of yes, the first please. Bart. Like this is kind of the original iteration. This is what really got me like feeling inspired. And it's his. I Love mean, it. it's perfect though. Can you, um, are you able to send Thank us a you. picture of that so we can like put it in the show notes somehow? Cause this is a, yeah. an audio medium and I feel it's, yes, I mean, yes. picture Bart in your, in your heart though. The well, thing this too is the thing I, I really like to do a lot is I, I'll be like, Hey, can you try and draw Garfield from memory? And then whatever <laughs> drawing comes out is usually so much better than how Garfield actually even looks. But I'm just kidding. I didn't really want to get rich quick. <laughs> I don't care about being rich, but I did think this was really funny um and it was a fun project that i you know not gonna lie monetarily helped me get covid and i'm so grateful to all of my sustaining members <laughs> um but uh i kind of like i don't really need to keep doing it <laughs> at this point but i feel like i can't stop and i kind of just like love the idea of this like the universal language of the simpsons specifically part and how like even when it doesn't like this doesn't look like bart at all but it, but it does. Just does that's a spiritual bar <laughs> yeah and it's just it's also fun to like communicate with the people who are members of the club they'll send me like their drawings of bart oh, and they're I just like that. so twisted and funny and i don't know it's been like a weird wacky project and uh it's also fun to tell people that like this is a big part of my life. Well, I remember <laughs> it's it, like drawing pictures a hundred every single month, which like I started to do the ten thousand hours math to see how long it will take you to be a Bart expert, but I kind of feel like that that math doesn't really apply here because it's like if it's coming it's not from, applicable, yeah, exactly. Um, but I it don't did, know those hundred members. <laughs> I just I just do it and it happens. And it's well, I mean those 100 people filled up it's beautiful. Don't make that face. That's that's you should be proud. But it filled up so fast. It's hilarious and and I think the the thing that made me think about it in conjunction with Clover though is that like or I guess first I'll say like what I love I love anything that's like part bit but part deadly serious and that's kind of the feeling I get about part of the month club. Um yeah, I feel like I could I could probably write like an academic paper yeah. about part of the month club and like the language, like the the kind of like um social landscape or cultural landscape that the Simpsons have created like within the the universe of the Simpsons and be like, like you know, this is this is a show that's so pervasive like it's invaded all of our kind of like 
co- our collective consciousness and like mm-hmm. the idea of Bart, the concept of Bart, the like rascal and bad boy or whatever. Yeah. Like that's something that we all kind of like, or at least millennials probably and, and Gen Xers and Gen Zers, like we all kind of like intrinsically have this understanding of Bart. But then as like an artist too, it's like a really I feel like healthy practice to like try and reinvent kind of this character that has a very rough template. Yeah. Um, but then even when that shit comes out of my mouth, I'm like, you sound fucking insane. Like, <laughs> and I like that dichotomy because it is stupid. It's like super absurd. I know it's absurd. I don't care. I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> I love it. I love that so, so, so much. And it, and again, like I was saying, it kind of clover is what made me think of it and not in that way, but in this, like, um, well, I think the, the two things that, the, the what the two things seem to have in common to me anyway is this like that's like a really tangible kind of limited way to to connect with the people who can consume I know that's that's like the ugliest verb for it but but the stuff that that you make right like it's a you know um and I wonder what the conversation was like when you guys decided to do that with Clover Clover is an EP that includes five songs that we recorded during the desire pathway sessions that didn't make it to the full length um that's not really to say that like they weren't worthy of being on the full length i think mike and jared and i historically have a really hard time of cropping songs off of records um all at once and ugly are really good examples of that there are no b-sides on that records we just were like all the songs should go on it and they're double LPs. Uh, with that being said, I think we were just like, it's time to maybe put out something a little more concise. Also, anybody who's been making records within the past three years knows that printing vinyl has become prohibitively expensive. The turnaround is crazy. And so there are a lot of different reasons why like, we opted to not make another double LP. Um, and those are, those are two of them. Uh, but, but yeah, Clover is the songs from the session. So these two releases are related and you might find some similarities in the timbre of some of the instrumentation. That's very cool. Hey folks, Andrea from the future here. Sorry to cut in. Um, when we originally recorded with Marissa, um, Desire Pathway had not yet been announced. And so we didn't have Brass Bell. And since then, as you likely know, they um, have announced the album and we have a single. So we didn't get to talk with Marissa about it, but it seems silly not to share it with y'all because it is, uh, it's fantastic. It's a song that um, if you've caught Screaming Females live in the last year or so, you may have heard them play. It is big and uh, anthemic and hypnotic and just like a full rip-roaring big-ass chorus like we've come to expect from Screamales and I think that's enough um, talking about it to feel okay playing it. So up next you're going to hear Brass Bell off the upcoming Desire Pathway out February 17th, same day as Garden Party and um, then we will somewhat awkwardly transition back into the actual interview with Marissa. Enjoy. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So let's um, now that we've got all that that pesky screaming females business um, out of the way, let's Ugh, talk. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk um, garden party. You brought a bunch of um, the artists who are going to be playing the two days again, seventeenth and eighteenth uh, February. Let's jump into one. Well, uh, the um, artists aren't. He- they're here all. With- they're all here. They're all here. Clown car style. Oh shit. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. In our in our tiny little studio. Yeah, um, it's really hard to get them together, but I managed. It was yeah, really um, uh, appreciative on our end to make everybody so Thank uncomfortable and jam them into such a small <laughs> space. Let's um let's pull one of them out. Um, so why don't you let us know who we're gonna listen to first? Okay, so this song is called "You Are So Mad" and it's by Nina Nastasia, who is, uh, let's say in theory, the artist I am most uh, well versed in. I wouldn't say familiar with, but well versed in. That is uh, gonna be playing the garden party. You so mad you were so fearful now i wish i had let you fill my ear full with how you feel small and how i'll never know what it is to wake up on foreign soil in your own town where you all stay with loyal friends who you feel safe you sing the songs you know by heart that keep you proud of who you are but things change oh as they should now you have blown up our change for good You set a blaze inside our house You burned it down and smoked us out You really don't know what you've done How can I love you from now on? We'll go our ways We'll fight adore this this artist she's incredible i discovered her in the beginning of covid and uh suffice to say i i feel like she just really got me through it and i was um i i can't say enough good things and and 
I haven't felt so fanatical about um, an artist since I was a teenager. And Mm -hmm. it's been a really nice feeling to feel again. And I said the word feeling so much, but. (laughs) Well, I think that 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 it makes the sense for this one. Like, Mm -hmm. first of all, that's such an exciting thing when you find somebody who has a back catalog that you get to like, you're like, I get to really sink into this and and learn it front to back in a way that like, you know, there's just all of this sort of history for me because I know she had a pretty like a a handful of albums right up through I think 2010. it looks like to me, and then she went quiet for for quite a few years. So the the story behind her most recent release is called Riderless Horse. Um, it's a beautiful record. It's mm-hmm. just her and an acoustic guitar. Steve Albini recorded it. He's recorded all of her work, and um, so it's 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 very sad to warn everybody. I'm going to mention suicide. And and if that makes you uncomfortable, if that's something you don't want to hear, uh, we'll put a timestamp down in the description of this episode that you can go ahead and just skip ahead to to skip that part. Um, you know, no worries there. Um, she uh, she had been making all of her records with her partner. Um, it seemed like they had a really contentious relationship. Uh, she, I think maybe she used the word abusive, but it's kind of more complex than that. It was like just very toxic and unhealthy and uh but he was the one who kind of pushed her towards making so many of these like beautiful records that have um all this really like lush instrumentation on it a lot of like chamber music kind of sounding stuff all these orchestral elements were all arranged by him and but he also was um Uh, he was a perfectionist and that weighed really heavily on Nina and made it, it got to a point where it made it impossible for her to kind of perform without feelings. What I, what I, I don't want to put words in anybody's mouth, but what I assume is, is is scared. Mm -hmm. She felt hesitant. She didn't want to let anyone down or be corrected, et cetera, et cetera. So she kind of just like ducked out of the limelight um, even though she was doing really well, it's like a career musician at this point. Um, she just decided it wasn't worth it. And uh, she was living in New York with him at the time. And when she finally decided to leave him the next day, he committed suicide. Um, and so she wrote a bunch of songs about it uh, and made this record, which like literally sonically is the sound of his absence Mm -hmm. because there's no one arranging the string section. There's no one arranging piano. There's no one like doing kind of like that production end of the work, but you can still hear like all the skeletal elements of the songwriting, which comes from Nina. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, although it's obviously heartbreaking and tragic, it's uh, the story is I mean, I was already a super fan before this album came out. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't expecting anything like this to yeah. like happen. And when it did, I was just like, y- you can't even write this stuff. Like mm-hmm. this is, this is like a movie mm-hmm. and it's horrible. And of course I wish that not, neither of them ever had to experience so much pain, but um, it is a very compelling story when it comes yeah. to like talking about a record. Yeah, absolutely. That is, there's, there, there isn't a, t- a ton of instances in that, like, uh, 
I'm going to say something very obvious at the start, which is I know artists often write through their pain and trauma, right through their whatever art they make, whether they're musicians or uh, other <laughs> other kinds of artists. Um, but yeah, musicians are the other kind, or, or whatever the other ones are. Who cares? <laughs> um, but to have it so tangibly changed yeah. because of the history of how Nina's how Nina made her music leading up to this is that I think that's something you don't often get to see and that is that's really like you I mean it's really heartbreaking like you said but it's also just really fascinating um yeah and I think the way she talks about her relationship with him is really interesting because even though it it was really painful at times there are also songs on this record that are about the enduring power of how much Mm -hmm. they loved each other you know um but it just didn't work it it wasn't gonna work and I think that's kind of like this gray area when it comes to difficult relationships, challenging relationships that people um, have a really hard time putting into words. And she's just so adept at songwriting that I just feel like she really hit the nail on the head with this record and describing that, like, this was my partner of over like a decade. I loved him fiercely. It wasn't working. Um, you know, obviously it ended tragically, but I'm going to persevere. Mm-hmm. And and there's a lot of songs about like carrying on, being ready to like in, reinvent your yourself and your life. And um, it's it's just like such it's so deeply personal. It's it's hard to look away. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. a line in this song that I think really sums all of that up that jumped out to me, and I keep coming back to. It. And she says, "Uh." Things change as they should. Now you've blown up our change for good. And just, I know. Oh, putting such a like <laughs> those two different kinds of change. Oof. Right. But the way they kind of intersect is really uh affecting, I think, as a listener. Yeah. It's a beautiful album. Yeah. The song yeah, is absolutely gorgeous. Song. I mean the whole album's really intense. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. she isn't somebody I was familiar with before though, and I'm I'm excited to to dig in. Um, to the rest of her stuff now too. So thank you for bringing her to us. Yeah, yeah. have fun crying. <laughs> I, I always, always do. Always. <laughs> <laughs> Marissa, let us know who do you want to talk about next. Okay, this next song is by Laura Stevenson, who I've known for a pretty long time. I don't even know how long. Probably over a decade. This song's called Jellyfish, and it's a rocker. I'm fucking hideous and spiteful.
it's a rock in Laura Stevenson song. I feel like Laura um, gets kind of like tucked into being like the 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 brown haired singer songwriter <laughs> lady. Um, but the truth of the matter is, is that she rips a nasty guitar. Hell yeah. She's got uh, pipes from heaven. That's uh, <laughs> slang for both. That's slang for uh, that's industry slang for being a real good singer. Um, and yeah, she she has a bunch of songs that I really like. But I, you know, as a rocker myself, I always want to hear the the mid tempo to fast paced distorted guitar songs. And and when this song dropped, which I don't know what year it was. It was a while ago at this point. I'm sorry. I'm not being like a completist with my data here, but <laughs> I think it was um, 2015. I, it was a while ago. Yeah. I was still living in New Jersey and I was like, good job, Laura. This really slaps. I, I feel like I can tell this story again on the podcast because, <laughs> uh, Marissa, you're here. So, uh, last year, we, oh, it was, it was, it was the garden oh, yeah. party. So we, we went, we came to the garden party last year and um, I forget what happened. It was like we were walking on the street and a car almost hit us or it was something. Somebody was... on a bike wrapped in Christmas lights. I think that's important to know. Okay, that's I don't remember that part because um, what you said next was so funny to me that I forgot everything else. Um, so Andrea said to me, because, um, you know, Andrea is very famously a, a, a very big South Jersey. Famously. Um, you have a whole podcast about <laughs> famously it. Famously from South Jersey. From South Jersey. And, uh, and, and looked at me with... A hundred percent seriousness and said, I wasn't joking. "If I die here, you have to transport my body back to South Jersey. Do you have any idea how bad it would be for my brand if I died here?" It's like you can't. I can't be legally legally declared dead on foreign soil. That's what it was. And yeah, North yeah. Jersey counts. I'm a, I'm a North Jersey girl, mm-hmm. um, and I have nothing but respect for South Jersey. I just like thank you so much. Feel like I don't know anything about it. It's Which is difficult. funny because New Jersey's so small. Boy, do we have a podcast <laughs> so, for you, it's Marissa? So different, yeah. I uh, yeah. I could talk about it forever, but our listeners <laughs> categorically do right. not want to hear it. Yeah, but I could. This is, this is why you separated the podcast. Exactly. I understand. But, yeah. but I do. I just. I, I will never forget that. Like, you can't let them pronounce <laughs> me dead here. You have any idea how bad that would be I for my brand? Joking either. Uh, yeah. The, I feel that if I had dropped down in Cherry Hill, I'd be like, please send my body to North. You got to get me at least over the Asbury Park line. (laughs) Yeah. You got to get me. Yeah. I I absolutely understand. Um, So, yeah. So this album, um, it's off of Cockshore, which came out in 2015. (laughs) Um, No transition. Yeah. Thank you. No, this um, I I think you said it's it's a rocker and it really um, I just I love it's funny that it is 2015 because to me it feels like a kind of lockdown song of like, I'm just here in my like angry little. She knew before we did. <laughs> yeah. It's it's a self-imposed quarantine, I guess that way. Um, you guys want to start a Laura Stevenson conspiracy theory? <laughs> yes. That, that Laura did COVID. She, she's patient zero. All I've ever um, wanted <laughs> was to start a conspiracy theory. That's all yeah, I've that. ever wanted. I don't think she would be angry at me if I said that. Well, maybe she would. Um, well, I guess we'll find uh, out because we're going to yeah, spread that we'll everywhere. Yeah, no, I, I, Laura is, I would say, the best singer I've ever seen um, or recorded. Uh, her pitch is out of control. Um, the control she has over her voice is phenomenal. Um, and to hear it in this in this kind of context, which is you know the music that I gravitate towards, mm-hmm. was just uh, 
Yeah, it was great. It, remind, it reminds me a lot of like some of the really good like Juliana Hatfield oh, songs. Yeah. Um, maybe like some of yeah, like I mean, obviously there's like a nostalgia, nostalgic kind of air about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I could name a bunch of other Laura songs that I like. This is just one that I thought may get the crowd going. Yeah, hell yeah. I mean, it, it it worked for me. I'm I'm familiar with Laura Stevenson a bit, um, and I think most of the stuff I've heard has has been the more like singer songwritery type stuff. So when this when this came on on the playlist that Andrew made for this this episode, I was like, oh, this is a ripper. This is this is cool. I like yeah. this. So yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah it, it was. Uh, but I, but I think you're right. I think I think she does get lumped into that kind of singer songwriter category by even me uh myself and it was yeah. it was cool I'm, I'm i appreciate what i'm trying to say is i appreciate you bringing me a song that uh shows me that there's there's maybe more there i need to dig into and find out about. what we can say what we can say for sure is laura stevenson there's something for everyone i i think i said almost that exact <laughs> same thing when we were talking about it i was like she kind of has done like a little bit of everything yeah, yeah. um i I also said I wasn't going to say this because I think she's one of those, there are a handful of singers who get lumped into that singer songwritery thing that is, that feels almost dismissive to me sometimes. And un- not that there's anything, I love plenty of songwriters who are straight, like, you know, kind of like indie singer songwritery or that's my um, music critic uh, adjective, singer songwritery or um, for today. And, um, now that it's come up, I want to also say that uh, the other person that I was thinking about with this song, there are a couple of moments, is Kaylee Goldsworthy, who... Yes. Um, I'm not familiar. Oh, I thought you were what? I thought you were saying, no, I don't think so. Um, Kaylee's great. No, Kaylee's, I'm not familiar. Um, uh, which you'd be welcome to disagree with me if you did, if you were. Um, she's fantastic. She's... <laughs> She's another person who's like a singer songwriter, but who's got a big voice and can write really big, like just rip roaring, right? Like, yeah, yeah. I feel like there are elements of sexism that are kind of like, uh, just uh, like injected into the term singer songwriter, where you always think that the the music that's being produced is going to be meek or very unassuming Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. quiet or whatever, and that the people who are singer-songwriters are often maybe cis women and 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 they're not you know well i feel like the the listening audience uh, might might assume that they aren't capable of more but i i, I would say you know obviously any musician is capable of more of course and um uh yeah i don't know why the the the, the term singer-songwriter kind of like belongs or, or seemingly was like assigned to women. There are so mm-hmm. many people who are singer songwriters right. who mm-hmm. exist in in every iteration that a human being can exist. So, um, I, I, you know, Laura is just another example of of just a really talented musician who yes. can do a great multitude of things. Um, so yeah, I mean, always, I always feel very honored to be in her presence when I get to when to get to hear her sing. It's literally it makes me cry. <laughs> That's the best. I, I, as I've already mentioned, but on this um, crying episode, rolls, yeah. crying is my favorite. So yeah, well, I'm very much looking forward to seeing her at the garden party. Hell yeah! Which when is that? Yeah, again? I'm gonna oh. be crying a lot. <laughs> 
Um, we'll all be crying February 17th and 18th. Laura's night two, I believe. Um, we yes. should, we'll mention when we get to the end, line up for both nights. So yeah. folks, but go and to of both course, nights. We'll have, a, we'll have a link to the tickets in the, in the show notes, obviously. That's right. Um, so yeah, that's uh, Laura Stevenson, Jellyfish. Uh, what's next on your list? The next song I have is by a New Jersey band. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure they identify as Jersey. I, but this is Andrea's I, I favorite don't... genre of band, by the way. <laughs> New Jersey, Same. correct, correct. Um, it's not our anyway, fault. All the best bands come the, from here. The whole reason I'm sure why I checked them out is because I heard there was a band from New Jersey. It doesn't even matter like what they sound. Like. <laughs> yep. But um, <laughs> they're called Gel, and this song is called Vibe Fucker. This is off their latest split, but I'm not sure if it's the latest with um, Brat, right? Yeah, with Cold Brats, Cold Brats from Baltimore. Yeah, um, yeah, Cold Brats are from fucking are from Romania. <laughs> I think I read. Yeah, yeah. That's um, the I I don't. And remember. what part of Jersey is that in? <laughs> yeah, Romania's Jersey's uh, Romania? sister it's like yeah. central. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, it might as well be. I it's it's very very I, east New Jersey. I, so far east. Um. <laughs> I don't remember why I checked out Joe. Honestly, let's say that it's because I heard there was a cool band from New Jersey. And I was like, I love everything I'm hearing about <laughs> the description of this band. Um, and then I listened to them and I was like, this is fantastic. I really like this song is like, what, like 50 seconds long or something. It's, a short yeah. One, yeah. <laughs> it's super short. And there's this like, right. There's this breakdown. It's one of those songs where like, there's a breakdown. And then I think the singer makes like a sound. <laughs> And I don't even know if it's a word or they're just going like arf or whatever. But I just get so amped when I hear that like weird sound mm-hmm. that they make during the um, breakdown. This, this song off the split just really did it for me. Um, I saw them play upstairs at Auto Bar. It was the only time I've seen them um, like maybe a year ago. And they just like absolutely tore the room up. And I know Jarrett, who plays drums in Screaming Females, went to the show that I feel like will be legendary in a couple of years' time that they played at uh, Sonic Drive Thru oh, in that was, South Jersey. That's right. I, I didn't realize that was them, but I do remember yeah. yes. when that happened. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah. I don't think they're yeah, a I mean, South they're a really Jersey band, band, right? No, no, no. I think they're, I think they're a new. Mi- you know, highly contested, I believe, in Central <laughs> Jersey. I think they're a Central Jersey crew, but I might I might be wrong. I think some people are from some different areas, but uh, and I don't want to speak to their identity, you know. Yeah. That, um, I know again, listeners who aren't from Jersey don't un- it but it, it really does matter, especially if they're from it does the area yeah. that it, I also it took me a long time to come around on Central Jersey existing, but I, I 
I believe. Um, but Thank you. how did they end up at a friggin' like and that Sonic in South Jersey is not in like a it's not like it's I mean, it's close enough to Philly, but it's not like I, I can't think of an example. It is just a strange place to end up playing a show. I mean, you got to take a car to get there. I, yeah, exactly. I have not been there, but I do know that it's it's relatively close. And I saw some videos of people uh, blowing fire in the audience. <laughs> and I think um, I think Sonny shot that right. Hey, five six uh, shot that show. Yes, Sonny did shoot it. Yeah, and it just looked like a really good time. Scal played. I I forget who else played, but um, it looked really fun. It's like the kind of uh, I I feel like. People are excited about gel in a way that um, people were excited about gloss when gloss first mm. started playing shows. Um, like, you know, they haven't really necessarily dropped that much music. Yeah. There's not like too much to actually listen to if you're, you know, whatever sitting in front of your computer looking, looking mm. up their songs, but people are just like really excited about this band. And, um, that's always fun to witness, yeah. to bear witness to as a fan of music. It's yeah. like gloss. I remember when gloss put out their first demo, it's like five songs and they, they kind of changed the landscape of like hardcore. And it was like, and I'm not, I'm not fluent in hardcore in any way, shape or form, but sure. It, it sure seemed that way. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. cool. Cause I know I said at the top of the episode, it's how like exciting it is when you find an artist who does have a back catalog that you get to dive into and just kind of like binge it all but it's also really cool to to catch something in its early stages when you can feel yeah. that it's they're just getting started and it's like i don't necessarily know what's going to come next but but i have a feeling it's going to be exciting and and to get to kind of watch that yeah. happen is also really i feel fun. like um like really c- career music fans or whatever take a lot more pride in, in discovering a band in their in their earlier iterations. <laughs> mm-hmm. I as a listener always really like finding out about a band when it's all done. <laughs> That's how because I, I like Yeah, I like how yeah, it's like how I watch the Sopranos. It's <laughs> like I like that there's a beginning and an end and then there's no more and I can I can understand the whole story. I think um following the story as it goes create makes me too anxious. um but i can deal with that anxiety and i'm very excited for gel and like whatever they have they have in store and and all the probably great things that are coming for them hell yeah they're they're one of the i mean the the lineup i'm not just saying this because you're here and are um have a lot to do with that lineup but uh it's there isn't anybody on the lineup who i'm not excited to see but gel i'm like really pumped to see what that show is like i can't wait yeah they they crush it. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> Hell yeah. I'm I'm not surprised. Yeah. I actually yeah. I'd be surprised if they didn't. Yeah. Me too. Well, hope, yeah, hopefully they don't. <laughs> or hopefully they do. They will. Hey, they will. <gasps> I don't I got confused. I got confused. Uh, you know what I mean. So I'm confused. I so I think now's a good time to take a break. Let's take a break. I'll unconfuse myself and we'll come back and talk about more music. Break over. <laughs> You're still listening to Left of the Dial. I'm still Andrea. Kids is still my co-host. And we are... I have not managed to escape the studio yet. I locked the doors. Um, And our guest is still Marissa Paternoster. Let's let's roll into another song. Who do you want to talk about on the side of the break? Um, This song is called The Bad Man and it's by Truth Cult. Where's all your hope? Where'd that charisma go? You ain't the person I 
Saraband from the Baltimore, D.C. area. I don't know where everyone resides because that area is such a a smish smosh of different places. <laughs> um, That's the official and term. I, the smish smosh, yeah. I actually learned, or I checked, I, the, the initial reason why I looked into this band is because my friend Farah, who is a photographer um, that you probably are familiar with, um, took some photos of them. And I think she might have recommended them in some way on Instagram, never directly to me, but um, I've always trusted her taste. She's been going to shows for, you know, her entire adult life. Um, And I also just really like their name. Uh, You know how sometimes you buy a book because the cover looks really cool, Uh as they say? (laughs) Uh, I was like, this band has a cool name. Um, So I checked them out and it, it, uh, I mean, it's, it's, I was, it was a pleasant surprise. I feel like it, uh, they are continuing kind of like the, the narrative, like the, the auditory narrative that DC punk, mm-hmm. like discord esque punk kind of created. It's like this kind of like, uh, I would say like, uh, sonically, like a very dry kind of, but really intense, yeah. uh, sound um the lyrics are obviously infused with a lot of like socio-political um Mm -hmm. meaning and uh i i i i honestly don't know much about this band beyond the fact that farah said something cool about them on the internet i like their band name and then i listened to all of their stuff on Bandcamp. And I thought this band really rocks. <laughs> Hell yeah! Um, and I think the Bad Man is from their latest release, which is probably probably an EP. I'm like ninety percent sure it's an EP. It's the Truth Call um, EP from 2019, self-titled. Yeah, it's self-titled, great. Um, and it's just one of the songs I like. But I would say that I, I honestly have not heard a song from this band that I haven't found something to like about but this is one that i like especially mm-hmm. um so yeah i mean they're from they they you know they're like i would you know obviously not tri-state area band but they're from close by and i've never had the opportunity to see them so i'm really excited to see them play as a fan yeah it's um they definitely have like a i hate oh, me saying this is actually worse than what I'm going to do which is I feel like every episode I say like there are certain things I try to shy away from because it feels like lazy shorthand and then I do it anyway so now I've just prefaced the lazy thing to excuse doing the lazy thing and they have like what seems to me like a really sort of like because if I say they have like a really kind of like what seems to me is like a really realized sound where it's they just seem like they really know the kind of music they want to make that to me when I read somebody say that I'm like that's lazy, but it's the best way I can describe this band. So I'm just doing the lazy thing, but I want people to know that that's what I'm doing. That I know. I mean, that it's like I would that say, like, if, you're, <laughs> if you're a fan of like you know DC punk, which is like the exactly yeah. Fugazi, like Rise of Spring. Um, it they are they're like continuing that really rich narrative, but they're doing it in this really effective, mm-hmm. engaging way that doesn't sound like they're just posturing or they're just emulating yeah uh the thing that they like they are genuinely they're like we are from this area this is like our 
like musical heritage mm-hmm. it's reflecting in the, the thing that we're making now but we also are like global community members so yeah. it also sounds like it also sounds uh, refreshing and new and then on top of all that there's just a good rock band <laughs> you know <laughs> which is probably um, the most important part of it but probably but i think that it all it's all in the soup together yeah it's definitely a soup <laughs> thank you that's that's now, that's the full quote for the episode now how does um how does a soup compare to a smishmash a smishmash is more like a stew yeah okay that that does yeah because you could have a soup like, that's just one thing. I've never really been yeah. that very clear on the difference between a stew and a soup. Oh, Kitsy. We don't have time today. I looked it up once. I looked it up once. And a stew is basically just chunkier. Um, oh, okay. It might, that's... you know, you might you might throw a little flour in there to thicken up the sauce. But uh... essentially, like, it just means that it's a little chunkier. I mean, that's definitely my vibe. And a soup vibe. is more watery. You know, sometimes on Tuesdays you want a stew and on Thursdays you want a soup. I have no idea. Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I quit. I quit the podcast. <laughs> You're fired. Um, Tomorrow's Tuesday. <laughs> Tuesday. Um, it. I hate it here. <laughs> um, there's part of me that, yeah, I think unless anybody else has anything else they want to say about Truth Cult, I, I am ready to. I think ending them on the soup note is uh is the move. Yeah, let's compare them to soup. I think that's. I don't think I, they'll mind. Yeah, I would love to be compared to soup. I've been waiting my whole life soup for rocks. someone. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I wasn't. Thank you for knowing that soup rocks, not for you know what I mean. Y'all want to talk about Suge Daniels, or do you want to tell me who we're going to talk about next? Yeah, Suge Daniels is a singer songwriter um, living in Philadelphia, yeah. and um, they've had a bunch of other projects um, prior to releasing solo material. And they're going to be working with Don Giovanni Records at the Garden Party after party, which is, I never realized, redundant sounding when I said (laughs) it out loud. But that's what it is. It's an after show. It's at the Pet Shop, which is a really cute little bar that's within walking distance from White Eagle Hall. And Shug's going to be playing with Paisley Fields. That is a beautiful little lineup. Yeah, another queer kind of like country influence singer songwriter um who works with don giovanni records and i would also say that shook is like a country influenced but maybe not as much as paisley fields mm-hmm. um like i said not being an expert in the genre or any genre for that for that matter um i think it's a really cool kind of like chill after show um that i'm i'm excited to go to and like hang out and have a have a Takate at um Shug yeah not rules. too loud yeah yeah exactly <laughs> um Shug rules I'm such a fan so do uh so do slash does Paisley Fields but um we're a little more familiar I think with with Shug here mm-hmm. um they've uh been featured on the podcast once or twice and they're also Shug's part of the Black Opry Review so speaking of that kind of country mm-hmm. influence and Black Opry Review rules um so uh yeah Shug I Shug's voice is like, I don't, I just, I, I think they have such an interesting, um, it's funny, the song. Oh, we haven't even said the name of the song yet, but it's Be Cool. Oh. And we'll listen to right. it real quick now. Be 
does. <laughs> and it's, I'm glad you picked this song because that's like, that's what I always think of Suge's voice. It's just um, this like, just this like cool of like honey yeah. infused sweet yeah, tea. Yeah, Suge's voice. voice is really like light and breezy to me. Mm-hmm. Um, it almost sounds like in passing, like a uh, casual and effortless mm-hmm. uh, while still being very tuneful and powerful. And that's always, that's like the opposite, I feel like, of what I bring to the table <laughs> as a vocalist. So whenever I hear somebody who can kind of do that, I feel a little jealous. But we can't do it all, you know. When we had Franz on, he was talking about his own voice. And I realized that's something I never ask musicians to do. And I don't know if it's something that is a painful exercise for them to do. But I'm really interested now in how um, singers in particular think about or how they describe their own voices. Because he talked about his as being like, he, he I don't remember if he said exactly that it's like a brass section, but it was something like that. Like, I think he called it like... Um, his producer uh, for one of the Hold Steady albums, I think, uh, said that, like, they use his voice when they want to go nuclear. That's funny. Yeah, I mean, I and I just did another interview earlier today where we're talking about discovering, like, your singing voice. And in a, in a, in a lot of ways, you're kind of stuck with whatever you got. <laughs> um, but, but in a lot of ways, with practice, it really can change and, and you can... Uh, kind of get better control over it. And I feel like I've definitely done that over through years and years of, of singing and stuff. But the gist of it is that I have like a big brassy voice, like I'm loud, um, <laughs> but I'm getting better at probably accessing the more like breezy, quiet sounding uh, voice that, uh, I always wish that I naturally had access to, but like with any instrument, you have to practice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That's, I don't have much to follow up with on that. I just like to, again, hear how people kind of think about their own instrument. Um, I had to say it like that, but um, yeah, that's, it's just interesting that, I don't know. I could talk about that um, for forever, but maybe. But you can't because we do have to wrap up this podcast know, at some point. I know. <laughs> Um, we'll have to have you. He's leaving. This, this is somebody. You, both there are two horrific ADHD hosts here, and it's got to be somebody's <laughs> turn every episode to keep things on the rails. And I have to go to the container store. <laughs> so, who you are? Yeah, you want to come? What do you? I mean, kind of, but I yeah. like don't have any money. <laughs> the container store. Myself. Yeah, on honestly, I've been telling yeah, myself all day. I'm like, I can go. I can't buy anything while I'm there. I'm just going to go just kind of like <laughs> absorb the, the the vibes of the place. Um, yeah, that's not going to happen. I'm redoing my closet and I'm very excited. That oh is my God. <laughs> I want a closet. <laughs> right? No. I don't have one. Someday. One day. Mm. We can all aspire to have a closet someday. Enough. <laughs> there you go. Thanks, guys. <laughs> we have faith in you. Yeah. Thank you. Um, we've got faith in you, and we've got one song left to talk about. Um, <laughs> what do you think of that? Uh, before we get into it, do you? I mean, we'll link to band camps and garden party tickets and um, any info on um, 
upcoming stuff. But do you want to let folks know where to find you? Anything else you're working on? Whatever you got that, that you want folks uh, to know? Yeah. So the, the Garden Party is Screaming Females annual festival that we organize in Perry. And it is February 17th and 18th at White Eagle Hall in Jersey City, New Jersey. And um, on February 17th, our new LP Desire Pathway is coming uh, out. And you should be able to buy it at the garden party <laughs> um, unless there's a huge disaster. Um, and that's pretty much what we've been working on for like the past year. And so we're really excited about it all and probably scared too. <laughs> <laughs> probably. I haven't let myself feel it yet, but I'll bet that I I'm haven't scared. let myself feel that feeling yet, but it will come. The fear will come. We're, we're all, I mean, you know, and our listeners know that we're we're super fans um, over here. So we're super oh, excited to you. hear that. I'm sure it's fantastic. Um, and yeah, of course, we're at Left the Dial FM on Instagram, Left the Dial PC on Twitter. Everything else you need to know is in the ad break. So if you skipped it, go back, check it out. And as is custom, whenever we have someone on from Jersey, I feel like it's appropriate to shout out my other gig. So I'm going to do it, and you're going to let me. Uh, Kitsy, here's your reminder. You can catch me over at Chris Gethard's New Jersey is the World, representing South Jersey and doing a bunch of other different things. At NJ is the World on Twitter, at New Jersey is the World on Instagram. I'm on Twitter and Instagram, AQ, Andrea Q. Um, all right. that I mean, that's all of that. So, uh, Marissa, why don't you tell us a little bit about the song you chose to go out on? Yeah, Arm & Hammer is like a... Um hip hop duo that's a collaboration in between Billy Woods and uh, Lucid, who is mostly works as a producer. Um, Jarrett was Jarrett who plays drums and screaming females was really stoked to get them on the bill. And he had one of their records um, in the van for a long time. So we listened to this a lot on tour. This song is called, fallen out sky and i saw a youtube comment on the video for this song that it that this isn't verbatim but it said something like this is the sound of your like alarm clock when it keeps going off but you keep sleeping through it <laughs> i wouldn't know anything about that <laughs> yeah she dropped a load on me before they closed the door i be with nobody who body swollen behind my eyes i ain't cried for him in time to return solo we on the ride forward the reverse not working sometimes we collide the black sky full of supernovas the stars that died no lie i'm still rooting for us two puss in the sword rhymes for us to conjoin us to the cosmic split burning like crude oil pool water drip like osmosis i said the move for you you know the vibes Today I got time for it, run for it Five on me like I'm Bob Hurry for the tribe slime Mamba mentality stars falling out of the sky He was a star, when, he, when I got him he was a star Sly told you that everybody is a star The only problem is some people haven't been put in the dipper and pulled back on the world Woke up on the West Coast for the first time in my life 
drove cross country, but I remember those flights. Genuflected when I heard the weed price. White boys with the weed pipes. Sunny days, sunny nights, mighty clouds and northern lights. I was always bright, so no sooner than we touched down, I'm seeing how we could get home and be right. It's hard to live in the moment, but I guess I had a gift. Hawaiian so potent, zoning all bone rips. I painted houses all summer, they pay by the shift. My boss was an enterprising white kid, eagle-eyed everything you did. Shit gig, but I didn't quit. MJG and A ball spitting out the whip. Spliffs with Keith at the tip. It felt sleepy at night, but I like that. Felt like you could relax, like you could disappear. Like I wasn't surrounded by the past. Months passed and we going back. And in the back of my mind, the plan already hatched. The door panels already stashed. Illinois State Troopers just waiting for time and space to cross our path. It's daydreams that I love, where you might be controlling some of the thoughts. The dream takes over. Things are unraveling before you without your intervention. Walking four corners of God's country. Group calisthenics and morning fog. Cat skill views, cats still yawn. A few hundred miles from hot garbage and small. 89 fine Air Max 91st ride. Fresh long, sweet blood, light bulbs, spark blackness, back at the annex. Past bedtime kissing, praying nobody catch us. Zap, baby powder, homie sock if you fell asleep first. Pummel body, la di da, batteries added, vicious cycle, hurt people, hurt people. Days of summer carefree, haven't found an equal. We all know the eyes before the Beatles. Red moon over the red room in direction of discovery. Idle time wondering, dumb in 70s, ebony mags, dripping red icy on the pages. Learn to swim in the pool where a boy drowned last year. Wax in my ear, I heard voices I couldn't make out in the deep end. When I dip my head under, come again. Birds stuck to my socks, pinch every few steps on the way to the graveyard. Old man crops, he's head in my foot lock. Uh, it's it's kind of like this really cool. I hate saying the word chill because it makes me think of like a Spotify chill wave algorithm <laughs> playlist. But it, it it's like it it's like got a chill backbeat, and it mm-hmm. just seems like you're catching every MC on this track in the middle of the verse, and it they kind of yeah. all oscillate through like this really kind of abstract, almost psychedelic, like trippy stuff, and then we'll just like hit you with something really, just really real and really hard and that that kind of like a journey in between those two worlds in these verses is really interesting um and i don't i like i said i am not like well versed in in their discography and i in terms of like facts i don't know too much but we definitely listen to this record a lot in the van and um i feel like I listen to a lot of like, if we're talking about just like the world of, of hip hop, I listen to a lot of like Big L and like Wu Tang or whatever. Mm-hmm. And this just doesn't really mirror a lot of the hip hop that I'm familiar with. And so I think by comparison, which is like the framework I'm working in, it seems so relaxed to me. But yeah. then when I really analyze what they're saying, I'm like, oh, this isn't relaxed at all. <laughs> <laughs> that that juxtaposition though is is really cool though to have uh something that is like you said like if you're not listening to the lyrics it does feel really kind of like i think chill is the right word um and i i know yeah, like sonically it does sound. yeah 
and it's it's kind of deceptive that way, but I, I think it's a really interesting approach. And I will say, I think this is um, Arm & Hammer with uh, featuring Earl Sweatshirt. So I think he's got the first um, verse leading into this. And just to give, because I'm, I'm going to guess that most of our listeners also um, aren't super familiar with Arm & Hammer, but where they might be familiar with them is uh, the deluxe version of Live Forever, Barty's strange debut album. Um, they're on uh, the Free Kelly Rowland version, or the version of Free Kelly Rowland that's on that album. Um, I did not know that. Yeah, which is my favorite version cool. of that song and one of my favorite songs of from one of my favorite artists. So I've heard them plenty uh, on that song. But Yeah, I, I know Billy Woods and Elucid uh, have a studio or like a production company. I don't know if it's like a physical brick and mortar space called Brickwood, uh, uh, Backwood Studios. Sorry, I said brick. Um, that do like have a bunch of cool artists on their roster and it seems like they do like artist development and probably I'm assuming produce and, and record a lot of the tracks. So um, cool. if you're into what you hear when you hear Arm and Hammer, then you should probably check out Backwoods Studios. Check out oh. the other artists on that roster. It's Backwoods with a Z, I have Backwoods to say. Or else you might wind up on something, some other studio. <laughs> and, and I don't, I don't know, want to know anything about that other studio. No, me neither. So, um, Dead to me. Yeah. This is definitely one. Some of this stuff, like, uh, gel rules and i will definitely be spending more time with them they're not going to make it into every playlist because i just don't know that the feeling is right for every playlist do you know what i mean for mm-hmm, me mm-hmm. yeah um, this is a song that i feel like can kind of drop in anywhere and and feel like it makes sense um I, I have a feeling i'll be going back to them a lot so yeah so i mean really beyond anything else thank you so much for bringing us a bunch of songs that i wasn't super familiar with that's kind of my favorite part of yeah same of doing lefto so thanks this for having was, me um I can't yeah. believe it's it's taken us this long to have you on the podcast, too. There this is insane. a short list of people where when we do get them on, I'm like, what the hell were we doing? Like, We've been too busy fucking up, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I feel ashamed. I hope, oh, we're getting the no-no finger and everything, um, which usually when we get the no-no finger, I know it's time to wrap up. Um, but, but really, Marissa, seriously, thank you so much. This was so fun. Um, we'll keep posting links. We'll remind people when... Um, as we get closer to garden party and um and we'll cool. see you um, and everybody there yeah thank you guys for having me all right this has been great uh thanks so much for joining us um this has been left of the dial i've been your host andrea kitsy's been my co-host it sounds like you're both getting executed after that <laughs> you're like i've been <laughs> kitsy's been kitsy but soon we'll no soon longer we'll, we'll be in the great beyond, beyond. We're, we're going to transcend into the container store and just it's become a container. container <laughs> good night and good luck. Um, Everyone's dream. <laughs> truly. Uh, Marissa Paternoster has been our guest. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week. Yeah. Because we'll be ghosts. And if I don't see you in a long, long while, I try to find you left of the time. Left to the top